Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Love is the law. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, whether it's over the air on my talk 107.1 FM, on the stream, on the app, in the future, on the podcast, if you're hearing this, love is the law. And we're in love today because Lori and Julia are back together again. Anything happen while I was gone? Yes, we were just upset you weren't here. I'm meaning in the world in general. Ah, Anything happen? Holy no. crap, I did pick a good five days to disconnect from everything. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, really good. And Julia, your Aunt Catherine is a first-rate detective. Because when we went on the mission in Montecito to find Harry and Megan's... Where were you? We were in Montecito. Okay. Is where they live. So that's okay. where we drove to. That's like 10 miles from Aunt Kathy's house. And I think that was our Friday mission. Uh, we flew in, you know, Wednesday morning, just headed right up to Carpinteria, you know, stayed in a hotel. Everything is outside. I mean, we beautiful. Went, yeah, it was we hot. Went, it was so hot. It was like 90 oh, every day. heaven. Just beautiful. And so on Friday, I was like, and Catherine, we've got to go find Harry and Megan's place. And she's like, okay, get the address. So, of course, no problem in the world of the internet and everything. And it's, so we're, going there and i mean we are driving up and i'm like what is with all these bulldozers and rocks and construction she goes oh the two mudslides. years ago the mudslides yes. took out 30 homes here yes i like that yes well i'd kind of forgotten about all right. it so we're driving and i'm thinking wow i can see why the neighbors are tense because you've got construction workers you've got tiny California uphill because Montecito is on the hillside, then the train track, then the beach. Oh, so it goes hillside 101 train tracks, the beach. Okay. That's how that side of California, Carpinteria, Santa Barbara, Montecito. Yeah. So um, we're whizzing, you know, I'm like, I'll get the address. And, you know, I'm telling Auntie Kathy about the house that it was the out, the outside of the house was used um, Rocco for, um, the opening scenes of Scarface. Scarface. Oh, really? Out there in California? Yes. In Montecito. Okay. And the wedding that happens in the movie did happen actually in the backyard. So okay. we get the address. Scarface or Godfather? Scarface. Scarface. Okay, because I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. the wedding and Godfather. Yeah. Okay. So we get to the street and I'm thinking, this is just the most basic California street. Oh. You know? Okay. I said, go to the top of the hill and come back down so we can get a scoop of the driveway. Mm-hmm. Well. 631 Par Lane has a very, very long um, 
long road, so no way to know if... Is it gated? Harry, yeah, it had a big gate, but lots of the other houses around there didn't. And the reason why they got that house for such a steal, they're surrounded by houses that are no longer there, that went away in the mudslide. Mudslide, okay. And... This is the scandal of Montecito and big, oh, fancy, rich people houses. Okay. To me, it sounds like a perfect thing. Only a four-bedroom. Four-bedroom, 16-bath. To me, that sounds perfect. You can't Wait, have but, a lot of people be over. Just think of that. Four-bedroom and 16-bath. Uh-huh. That is... They have all the bathrooms because they have all the outdoor stuff. They've got the pool. They've got the tennis courts. So a lot of Probably. entertaining... Probably. Only four bedrooms. Yes. And 16 bathrooms. That's right, Toya. <laughs> and so we stopped. We did a drive-by. Casey was like, I can't believe it. There's got to be another way in the house. So, Did you we, get out and go walk around the property? It's not conducive. This is a California uh, neighborhood. Like many California, there isn't even a sidewalk. And they don't you know? have alleys. And, and they don't have alleys. <laughs> so we just searched for the service entrance. And we were driving all around and uh, finding, um, you know places that theoretically could have been if our you know geography button had been working better but we were climbing all around just because it's just a tiny little community right and um so we didn't see him but did you see oprah's then did you drive by her place we we drove oprah and ellen are like one little hillside street over rob lowe is down at the beach to me he's got the best place he just sold his place well that's was the best place Mm -hmm. harry and megan should have waited for that one they're going to be stuck having christmas i do know this with uh, uh david foster and Catherine mcphee i are they, they neighbors better, too? No, but they, he lives in Malibu and they've okay. invited him, them to come and uh, stay. But I hope they don't bring up politics because I think Megan and Catherine won't see eye to eye. It's just my okay. my informal what, advice as someone who did a drive-by. Did a lot of people say they see them in town? Well, we went to this store called Porch in Montecito. And that's such a cute little downtown. You know, it's like four blocks long. Okay. And all the cute little adobe sort of looking buildings. And uh, Oprah's designers uh, shop at some of the places. They haven't seen Ope for a while, and uh, they haven't seen Harry and Meghan. They've seen the green MG. That Harry brought over from Britain. Yes, okay. and he's always got a baseball cap on. Uh, all right. All right, that's in it. And let's see what else. Oh, the Four Seasons. We were going to go have a drink at the Four Seasons Biltmore in Montecito. Uh-huh. Closed. COVID outbreak. Everybody moved to the Miramar in Montecito, which was popping and pretty busy. But luckily they have like all like huge. Everything's outside. Everything was outside. But um, I couldn't figure out why is this hotel so damn busy? Well, then we found out Four Seasons, the only other five star property, you know, within, you know. Right. Five minutes and you of couldn't each other. smell any fires or anything they around there. They were in a bubble. They don't. They didn't. This year they lucked out and they didn't have fires. Okay, they've been north of them. They've been east. So, okay, got it. Of them, but got it. South of them, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so just nicely. You know what a cute beach town that is. It's the cutest area in the world. Yeah. Did they did downtown Santa Barbara though? Did they block it off and have like all the tables for the restaurants in the streets? They do have shopping outside yep. because they only allow so many people to come in and it seems like people you know people love to browse outside at the table in ventura they block the main street too that normally has cars so that uh the restaurants could expand basically of seating out in the rest out in the street right and expand their patio so i mean 
And of course, there's hiking and, you know, biking and all these outdoorsy activities, which we did not participate mm-hmm. in. But, um, did you guys just have a ball? Yeah, we just had a great time. You know, the only person your brother shops with is your sister mm-hmm. and your Aunt Catherine. Mm-hmm. And she, we hit every fancy. She's a shopper. Um, and she doesn't. Resale yeah. stores. And she knows them all. And it's surprising how many are in these fancy areas with money. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, so Casey would do that kind of shopping. And of uh-huh. course, we went out to eat and, you know, had just any really good food anywhere. Everywhere we went. Delicious fun. seafood and, you know, ocean views. And I don't know, just it just felt good to just get away, get away. Yes. And uh, at one point, Aunt Catherine was trying to explain to us what was going on. I said, this sounds like the plot of a soap opera I wouldn't even watch. Mm-hmm. There you, know? you go. Okay, perfect. It's so, below this reality show is beneath me. My uh, I, I just level. I was just like, wow, what the heck? Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, everything in uh, you know the Carpinteria, Montecito, Santa Barbara it seems to be you know fine. They're taking the opportunity to fix their roads as well in this downtime. No kidding, you know. No kidding. And the airport seemed uh, they seemed uh, seemed kind of busy, you guys, for. Relatively speaking, I mean, LAX had it's a, starting to pick up. Yeah, it's starting to pick up more and more. You've there were some reports about it. People are going to visit friends, or they're yes. going to do things, and it's so inexpensive to fly. Absolutely, you know, was was it? But I don't know that it felt even just kind of normal, just being in uh, uh, the airport. Yeah, just, you know, because you know we love an airport. I do. Were things open in Terminal One? The stores and stuff. Some? Yeah, yeah, more than they were like you in know when June I traveled in July. July. Okay, yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, so, all right. Listen, we come back. It's a story we can't get enough of. All right. Does it feel like a Monday? It's so nice. I heard I missed some cold weather, so this is oh. a welcome week, you guys. It wasn't as bad. I, I thought yesterday was beautiful. yesterday was beautiful, but and Saturday got to be kind of okay. Yes, it, it, you missed the cold days last week. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold. We it, came home and our house was freezing. Yeah, you need to And I noticed this some weekend. dead plants. Yes. So it must have been cold because it took us like two hours to warm up our house. It was, it did get cold. Yeah, it mm-hmm. felt like, I was like, whoa, this feels like uh, there's, we need heat on. And Casey's like, yeah, we do need heat on. All right. Well, since I um, also forgot to ask, you know, Harry and Megan for could I borrow a cup of sugar while I was outside of their gate with them? Did did you notice a lot of traffic? Were there a lot of looky loos, Julia? It I when I say it is a pedestrian California street, it is not a big wide boulevard. It is not a street with sidewalks. Okay, it is like it was so basic. Got it. Okay, Got even it. though there's and there were places that kind of looked big, but there were plenty of places that weren't behind gates. Right. I just was like, is this it? I was expecting more. Okay. Ta-da. Especially after, you know, coming from a palace. <laughs> well, it looks so nice, you know, the photos from the ground, but it's right. on 1.3 acres or something. So who knows how the uh, right. back far it was. But um, Casey was really quite impressed that, you know, we could find it. I'm and that the too. information was available on, on that the thing called Google. Yeah, right. right. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Okay. So oh, this was this was kind of a cute story. So, you know, last week we had the international incident involving an ancient fossil heisted from um, 
Malta. And then there was a series of frantic calls between diplomats in Britain and Malta. And it involved Kate and William and their kids and Sir David Attenborough. And then Malta said, keep the damn dinosaur David, tooth. Sir David gave it to um, William. Prince William. That's yes. right. They mm-hmm. And these kids are so... Adorable. Well, Kate and William, they're like, we got, let's continue to draw attention in a new direction away from this new book that's out about the two brothers. And let's post our adorable kids. Um, They're adorable. Oh, they have their little British accents are super cute. And I don't know that I've ever heard the kids speak before. No, let me hear. I listened this weekend, so I'm excited to hear this. All right, here we go. Prince William and Duchess Kate have shared a very rare video of their three children after meeting legendary British broadcaster and historian Sir David Attenborough, known for his natural history documentaries. Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis got to ask him their most burning questions about animals. Hello, David Attenborough. What animal do you think will become extinct next? Well, let's hope there won't be any. Because there are lots of things we can do when animals are reduced to in danger of extinction. We can protect them. Hello, David Attenborough. I like spiders. Do you like spiders too? I love spiders. I'm so glad oh. you like them. I think they're wonderful things. Why is it that people are so frightened of them? What animal do you like? I think I one. like monkeys best. Oh, so little oh. George looks like William so uh-huh. much in his little Pasha and then little Wendy. I was getting, you know, Charlotte? big, big Wednesday, Wednesday Adams uh, thing from Charlotte going with her spider question. She loves spiders. And then the little one, just Louie. They're cute. Oh, so cute. I love those things. Uh, animal. What animal? What animal? <laughs> right, I know. it. Right? I, oh. I love when kids, they're like at that three, four age and they can't quite say, say the word. Right. They their funny little way. Anyway, they're those so kids. Cute. Anyway, that was a good redirection. Oh, God. Letting us hear these kids. These kids' voices. I like spiders. Do you like spiders, too? I mean, it is so cute. And his uh, latest Netflix documentary, David Attenborough, it's called The Life on This Planet. Is very cute. Yeah, so very cute. But they did, uh, because I mean, this book about the the brothers is just uh, terrible. What is this now? What is this new? It's a new book. It's a new book by this guy, Robert Lacey, who's done royal books before. He's got pretty good credentials. Um, Here's just some of the headlines uh, from that book Prince William was full of rage about the birth and christening of Archie. Why? you'd have to read the book, Julia. Uh, Prince Harry received the intended message of the air photo shoot last year, which was Charles, Queen Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. William and George yes, is the four yes, of them. Yes, yes. Uh, the Queen's people hatched the plan to exile the Sussexes in South Africa. It wasn't William. We did hear about that last year. Um, yeah. Megan and Battle Harry. Battle of the Brothers. Uh, this is from mm-hmm. a guy at the Telegraph. He basically called them attention-craving Muppets who should shut the hell up. Uh, the Queen was very mad, getting back to this guy's book, at the Sussexes over trademarks and lawsuits. They're not going to return to the UK for a royal Christmas. And Prince William was so furious with Harry, he refused to eat lunch with him in January. So these are all headlines that came out over the weekend. That's why Prince William, let's do the kids. I mean, it's really cute. It's a great, it's a direction. I could just listen. Right. Right. You know, because these headlines, nobody looks good. Queen Elizabeth doesn't look good. Prince William doesn't look good. Prince Harry doesn't look good. No, no one looks good, do they? No. So the bubble around the queen is showing signs of strain because she is very upset that uh, her staff won't staff her uh, Sandringham residence at Christmas because they're feeling that Christmas and Thanksgiving are going to be canceled. Oh, dear. Bread and beer. Are- so it's not unusual that Harry and Meghan wouldn't be coming back uh, this year for holidays. I think there's a lot of people who are, you know, rethinking yeah. their holiday plans or whatever. But anyway, um, this Robert Lacey, his book, though, is if I were to give you the summary of it, it's Meghan is Yoko. In this whole scenario, okay. Rocco, you see yes, what I'm saying? Yes, yes. yes. She it's- broke up the brothers. It's all her fault. And this story, we already know how it plays out. So anyway, um, I, I give uh, I give props for hearing the little kids because you don't really get to hear them. And I'm no, not, I love that little yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, looks she's just like her mom. She's darling. So she's cute. darling. Yeah. Well, if people want the book, it's coming out on the 15th of October, and it is called um, Battle of Brothers, William, Harry, and the Inside Story of a Family in Turmoil. It's a very insidery uh, look. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pass. Yeah. I'm going to pass. And apparently where things really went off the rail, if you're to do a deep dive into this, if you really wanted to know, is that the Queen's longtime private secretary, this dude named Sir Christopher Geit, and he was like the COO of the firm, Mm -hmm. i.e. the monarchy. He was not beloved, but he was smart and creative and he kept everybody on a tight leash. Yep. And he was replaced by a very traditional kind of a dull guy that nobody really likes and everybody steamrolls over. Yep. So this is what this Robert from what I can glean is where things started going off the rail because this guy used to be able to keep all the dueling uh, egos in of the monarchy in check. Yes, interesting. And of course, I had tea, you know, with Mar- Harry and Meghan at the bottom of the driveway, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're listening to Lori and Julia. This is My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Everything Entertainment will be right back. 
Oh, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny. I did look at that on Friday. I did break down when I saw Lenny Kravitz was trending to see his cover of uh, Men's Health. It's posted on our page. He's, oh. and, it, and when we think about how amazing he looks, he is a pocketbook. I mean, Rocco, he is smaller than me. Is he really? Oh, yeah. We saw him. No, he's not your height. He's five, Julia. six, maybe. Yes. But he's he's skinnier he's than me. Probably weighs with muscle. He must weigh less yeah, than me. He's all lean muscle. Yeah, yeah. No one said that about me lately. You're all right. lean muscle, right, Jules? <laughs> anyway, I was like, he is just looking amazing, and people always are blown away when they realize how old Lenny Kravitz is in Earth years, fifty six years, uh-huh. because he presents. Kind of this effortless, cool, you just think of him as being some 30, you don't really even think of an age. You don't think of an age with him. And, um, but he just is endlessly cool. And, and, and he, I mean, I'm so grateful that we did get to see him in person because he was, he's so good looking. I don't care what size he he is. He doesn't matter. He's beautiful. He was perfection in his clothes. He does the Prince thing because he, Gets all of his clothes custom. Yeah. I mean, and he had the high, he higher heel Heel on. on, Yeah. And he wouldn't acknowledge us until you said princess high. And then we got the smart, you know, we got the nod and the wave. This is before Prince had passed. Yeah. Um, Rocco, he just looked in like he actually stopped our shrieking, got through to him when Julia's voice, Lenny, princess (laughs) high. And finally, it broke him. It was funny. And it was really funny. It and was. everyone on our side of uh-huh. the rope was so happy because people got photos, at yep. least, of him turning. Turn, he turned his head to look at us. So, and uh, yesterday, Lenny, well, he's got a book coming out tomorrow called um, Let Love Rule, Lessons mm-hmm. of Love. And he was on CBS Sunday morning. And then he was on CBS this morning with Gail King, who just like... I mean, I she was giddy. She was giddy. She was giddy. Mm-hmm. So I think this first cut is him talking about growing up biracial. His mom, if you don't know, uh, Roxy Roker, she was on the Jeffersons. Yes. So his dad was white and his mom was black. So here's here's Lenny. Did you struggle to find yourself? It was a journey, but it was a beautiful journey. And uh, the fact that I had all of these backgrounds, you know, uh, growing up uh, with a Russian Jewish father and a uh, Christian African American Caribbean mother living in Manhattan, in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, uh, in New York City, in Los Angeles, in the Bahamas. Uh, it was a very, very colorful and uh, rich childhood, which really was. provided me with this playground where I could uh, experience and learn all sorts of full and a rich childhood, which really was. provided me with this playground where I could uh, experience and learn all sorts of things. I know your mom, we should say, was Roxy Roker on the, on the Jeffersons. Um, and your dad, mm-hmm. your, your dad, you and your dad had a very complicated relationship. But you, you ultimately say in the book, as complicated as it was, it was a pivotal part of your journey. Talk about your mom and your dad and what they both brought to your life. Your mom was such a classy, classy lady, Lenny, who adored you and you her. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, she was a very 
beautiful, honest, fair person, uh, full of so much love. And my father was full of love too, but he just had a hard time showing it uh, to me, maybe in certain ways, but he showed it in other ways. And he, uh, he challenged me, yeah. uh, which, was, which was good. I, I needed him in my life uh, to give me that, that certain rub and uh, put that uh, heat under me, uh, which prompted me to, uh, you know, leave the house early. I know. And then she, this is where she stops him and she's like, what does leave the house early really mean? mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. He got kicked out. Right. He chose to go see Buddy Guy and his dad said, you went out last night. You're not going out tonight. tonight. And if you do go out, Don't you're not home. coming home. Yeah. So he packed a bag and left. Left. I yeah. didn't get his age. Ooh. I didn't get his age then, but he, how old he was when this was all going on. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it had been, um, you know, maybe high school. Yeah, 17. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah because, um, you know, he grew up like, I mean, he took, he had a very, like he said, you know, he was take he took like art classes at the Met. Right. Then he had all of his crib in. Uh, mother aunties, you know, in bedside. I mean, he really, I would be curious to know if he's reading Let Love Rule to us, if he's the... Oh, I can find out right now. the book to us. I will because let you I know. really do... They don't let a lot of people read their own books. No, I know that, Julia, but I just wonder if they let Lenny read Let Love Rule. I'm going to look right Rule. now. I remember when he went by, I think he was dating Lisa, Lisa Bronet when he was... He tried to go by the name Romeo Blue. I remember, do you remember that. For, I do remember that. He tried. Rocco, do you remember I that? I don't remember that at all, no. Yeah. Uh, he changed his name. He changed his name and went with Romeo Blue, and it just didn't really take. Although it always made me think of that Romeo Void song. We might like it better. It if is we narrated by Lenny Kravitz. It is? Yep. And it's, it, oh, it takes, it's six hours and 40 minutes. I'm See, telling you. I would like Lenny to read You could to probably me. read the book. In three and a half, if that's how many, because Audible takes could, double the time. Right. All right. Um, and let's play the next cut from uh, Lenny and let's see do if you he want to um, This is, I have either the cut about him sort of sneaking out on his dad or I okay, have about do that. Lisa Bonet. Yeah, Lisa, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I love how you say, leave the house early. That was quite a confrontation because you wanted to go to a concert. <laughs> I think it was Buddy Rich. He said, no, you're not going. And as a teenager, you said, yes, I yes. am. And you guys got nose to nose, and he said, if you leave, you're not coming back, and you left not even knowing where you were going to go. It wasn't just you left the house early. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I, I, I really wanted to go see Buddy Rich that night. You know, I wanted to check out his technique, and, uh, you know, such a great drummer. And so I asked my father, or I guess I kind of told I him. I, no, I asked him, uh, can I go? And he said no. And I said, but I really need to see Buddy Rich. You know, we don't know how many times we're going to get to see him. Uh, he said, you went out last night. And I asked him what that had to do with tonight. Anyway, Classic. it got to the point where we were nose to nose. It was the first time I stood up to him, yeah. uh, which I think amazed the both of us. Um, because, you know, my father was a, you know, a Green Beret. Yeah, and military guy. Yeah. He, was a, he was a tough guy. Yeah, but uh, I stood up to him and he said, you know, 
if you go, you can't come back because you have to, you know. You said I'm going. You have to work <laughs> under the rules of this house, which 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 I understand and 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 respect. So I grabbed a duffel bag and packed my few things, and I went to the Buddy Rich concert. And after the show, uh, I had no idea where I was going to live, but I began to find my way that night. Mm-hmm. There you go. And thus, my my love of long scarves began that mm-hmm. night. I had to keep warm. <laughs> I had to keep warm. Okay, let's read the one about Lisa Bonet. And he was going by the name Romeo Blue. Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one has a little bit of hiss in it. I'm not sure why. It, it right. does. But, I yeah, heard this. But uh, it's good cut. The other chapter I really liked was about you and Lisa Bonet. That, what you two had, Lenny, I thought was so magical. The story that you told about the first kiss, honest to God, had me swooning. I just thought, wow, people live their whole lives and they don't get anything like that. But it was magical. She, of course, is now happily married to Jason Momoa. You ultimately, you two got a divorce. But she had a huge influence on your life. Absolutely. You know, everything I experienced uh, were all jewels that I picked up along the way. Yeah. And uh, when, when we met... Uh, I think we really saw uh, each other. You know, when I looked at her and when I looked within her, I saw myself and had a had a greater understanding of myself at that time. Uh, Sounds like because she was so confident and so free, mm-hmm. so artistic uh, and smart, and you know, really in touch, um, ahead of her time. Yeah, so and, Lenny, uh, as, as were you. At that time. As were you. At, and at that time, the portal opened, and portal everything that I was searching for <laughs> artistically uh, I mean, he's talking, came, so you just kind of want to say, do some normal words. Um, yeah, effortlessly dude. at that point. You know, I had been searching for my sound, searching for my voice, and when we got together and, and, and created this world that we were living in, everything just came out naturally, and I didn't have to search anymore. So why did they break up if it was so I, magical I, and wonderful? I, they were don't. only married for six years, from 87 until 1993. I don't know. And they had the one daughter, daughter. Zoe. Mm-hmm. Zoe. And, um, but I, I don't know if he tells us that in the book. What happened? Did the portal get too big? Did he look too Seriously, far too deep? Was he too real yeah. in her eyes? No, I just, but remember when Nicole Kidman kind of took refuge in his arms when they lived in the same building in New York after, after she split from Tom Cruise yes. and he asked her to marry him. That's right. She said it was just too soon. I wasn't ready. And I don't think he's talking about that relationship in this book. We're going to have to wait for one more memoir from Lenny. Well, we'll see. He's going to go down the road. We would have already had that story. Yeah. I think. Don't you think there'll be like, he could do one more book for sure. Is, oh. is the story about his uh, pants falling apart on yeah. oh, morning TV? We don't TV know if that's going to be on. I here don't or not. know, but I mean the the photo is there forever, and we know we've always known that good things come in small packages or whatever you want. You, we have, Lori. We do have. you really now say that out loud yeah. again? One more time. Big things. I mean, you know, good good things, things come in small packages. packages. Okay. Right. Now Google says he is five nine. Yeah. And it also says is, Lisa Bonet is 5'2". I always thought she was tall. Yeah, oh, no, she's, she's teeny. She's and he size. is not 5'9". There's no way. That's a lie. That's a lie. He's 5'7", 8". 5'7". 5'7". like my height in the same heel that I had on. Yeah, which, which made, yeah. 
five nine if I have a High good two and a half inch heel, which yes. he had a, two a good and a half. platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he does yep. wear that. I mean, you know. Anyway, I would love to have Lenny read that book. I feel like that. I I know a couple of people who would like this book as a gift. Really? I well, somebody I know whose birthday is coming well, the up. Cover She's is absolutely, just, the cover is hot. She loves everything Lenny Kravitz. He does have such an interesting career. I mean, he does. They tried to um, they tried to pitch him. This was a. I think I was watching this. Um, in the Delta Lounge Lori yesterday. Room. I know, but he they tried to put him in a band and they pitched him, We'll be the black Duran Duran. Oh my god. And you'll be the lead you'll be the lead guy. And he's just like, uh yeah, no thanks. You know, I watched the uh the Duran Duran documentary on Showtime last Was night. It good? It? I like it a lot. It was pretty good. Um now that you mention it. But yeah, give that a shot if okay, you have showtime. I will. All right, listen, uh when we come back, uh the best SNL skit that happened over the weekend. And I have a great new show for everyone to watch. All right, we got TV news. Thank you, Rocco. All right, so I did just look into what happened between Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. In their six-year Yeah, they were really, really young. So when they first met, she was Denise Huxtable on right? the Crosby show. Okay, so she was like early 20s. Yeah, maybe. he was unknown, um, struggling musician. He was often called in the press... Mr. Bonet, mm-hmm. um, and um, they were initially just friends and roommate, roommates. Their relationship turned romantic, and they eloped in 1987. Their daughter Zoe came the next year. Um, they were split by 1991. They were divorced in 93. It turns out that they were both just extremely young. I think I was just wasn't ready, Kravitz told somebody. I had to take a break. I went through a lot of emotional things, a lot of deaths in my family. Um, for six months, he just slept. He was a zombie. He couldn't believe it. But he also said, you know, my dad told him my dad had a flandering way about him. Mm-hmm. Not way, but did. Did. And he said, you will too, to Lenny. And it, he says it messed with his head. So, all right. All right. So there you go. Okay. Very good. There's that. All right. So what's your TV oh, obsession? my word. Lori, you're going to die. And my, I walked with a girlfriend yesterday, and she's like, have you watched it yet? And I'm Emily like, Emily in Paris, yes. I already know. Okay. Darren Starr and Patricia Fields it's, doing this show. And these two did Sex and the City. So She was the fashion. She, she was did the, the fashion, fashion, and he, he, did the, he adapted. It's, and, it's a love letter to Paris. Yes. Parisians hate it. Yes. Hate it, hate no, it. No, why do they hate I, it? I don't know. I just saw that they Probably hate it. Probably too many it's cliches. Too, it, it is, but what it's fun, it's, um, it stars, um, what's her name? Lily Collins. Yes, Lily Collins, who is Phil Collins' daughter. Right. And she, um, up and moves to Paris with this marketing company and goes over there and can't speak a word of French. It is so delightful. Here's how what Tom and Lorenzo, you know, the fashion guy say you about think it. theirs is going to be better than mine? What well, are they saying? I do think they might be able to say it in um, quicker right, language. Uh, Emily, Emily in Paris is eminently watchable. Most episodes are less than 30 minutes. And most of that time is passed in front of gorgeous Parisian scenarios while characters voice quick quippy, if not exactly witty dialogue at each other in cute outfits. It's a hard show uh, to hate. And sometimes a really hot guy gets kissed by her or does something else. And so it's a good 
show for right now. It's so perfect. Yeah. I binged it and watched it all last night. Yeah. Ellen and I, and there's was. Is one, there just six episodes or no, something? No, there's ten. Ten. All right. It doesn't it. take long. Yeah, right. Because um, they're half hour. And you just want to keep going. This is one you did. She's it so delightful. Fa- was it too CGI and sound lot? I mean, that's the. What do you old, mean? Like the Paris. Like the Paris is not really Paris. You know, that they're using sound lot and CGI. Can you really tell? Are they? Apparently they are. That's I one never of the could, things. I couldn't tell at all. But we, you know. Well, you've been to Paris a million times. I've been once. Okay. I, so I didn't, I thought we were in that's, Paris. That's one of the gripes about it is like, come on. Well, first of all, it costs a lot of money probably to go over there and shoot everything. It's, oh, Julie. It's so delightful. I okay. love, love, okay, love, good. love this. And there's a lot of Patricia Field. You can feel her outfits. You can feel a lot of Sex in the City through yeah. it. it I, is, I'm going to love it. I no, know you're it. gonna. Be, it's nonstop delightful. And I actually am going to post on Instagram a scene. There's some great one-liners. Yeah. And it's this girl. She goes over there. She's so excited to be there. And the first thing she learns is that French people are mean really mean Mm -hmm. and then going backwards and they're like you came and moved here and you don't even speak a word of french well i can see why people would be maybe rude about that and and it was under circumstances why that even happened right but it's so delicious it was just it made you smile the whole way through Lori. good and there's a scene where this designer is he's got like 18 creme brulees and little um ramekins on his bed and he's just tapping the top of a creme brulee, you know, to break it, to get to the custard underneath. I love creme brulee, first of all. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one so long, but I just love cracking it with a fork, you know. And so there's this wonderful scene. There, it's You're going to love it. You're going to come back tomorrow and say, oh, my gosh. I, I won't be watching it or anything tonight, but I, this was on my watch Beyond list. Beyond fun. Number like, one on Netflix. I had written it down from oh. like Entertainment Weekly two months ago yes. because it was going to be a show that was going to be on our radar. A, it was Darren Starr. I'm so sad it's over. And then Patricia Field doing the fashion. But yes, predictably, yeah, the French people don't like it. The reviewers don't like it because it, the stereotypes... They're all coming through. But you might really kind of enjoy it, too, because of how much time you spent in Paris. And you know what? And it is true. I mean, if you are a dumb American who walks up to people and say, no, parlez-vous français, you're saying to somebody you don't speak French. So people just don't really brook that kind of nonsense if you're Parisian. You know, ain't nobody got time for that. It would be like walking up to a New Yorker, you know, all the time and expecting someone to be like to interrupt somebody with saying something stupid. They're just going to get out of here, you know? Mm -hmm. That's city life. Oh, I love it. You know, you're like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? But so you, who cares? some good-looking guys, right? The fashion, some, some funky fashion, and just some, um, just you'll love it. Yeah. You'll love it. That's all I'm going to okay, say. Okay, I have to get to the SNL. Did you watch any of it? I did. did you, okay, the best skit. The best skit was the Drew Barrymore skit of her show that was so spot on it was so funny because i do think that drew's show is like a kind of an enjoyable chaotic mess because she's such a bubbly Mm -hmm. person you know that there's something 
they got it right when they did this, that SNL skit. And then the little the Ruth Bader Ginsburg with Kate McKinnon. I didn't make it past the name change. Oh, okay. Where she was in the audience. Did you watch it, Rocco? I did. The, the name change one was pretty funny. I laughed so hard yeah. at the name change. It I, was juvenile, but... I, it was right. so juvenile, but I was laughing out loud. Oh, God. I, I thought, thought that was yeah. fun. It was just... And I love that Drew Barrymore loved it, too. And, you know, she's kicking butt in rating Tamron right. Hall and Ellen down... 25%. Both of them? Ellen is down 25%. Oh. No, Tamron Hall is sticking butt and so good. is Drew Barrymore. Wow. Drew Barrymore had the most popular... That's... You know. Well, yeah. she's... Yeah, so there you go. All so right, that's what's fine. happening. But yeah, trouble for Ellen. The look- A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.